The Mid-America Dorper Sheep Show just closed with sales reaching nearly $1 million, with the top-selling Dorper U going for $20,000 and the top-selling Ram $12,800. All right, guys, welcome to episode 41 of the Shepherdess Podcast. And upcoming is a comparison, really an explanation of why I chose Dorper Sheep over St. Croix for my farm. Now these are two breeds on opposite ends of the spectrum with respect to size, but they're two breeds equal in popularity. And I often get the question, why did you not choose St. Croix? Why did you choose Dorper instead? And that's what this is intended to be. Now I released this on YouTube and a lot of people said, why are you downing the St. Croix? And kind of treated it as though that was the intent of this video and it's not. The intent of this is really to get you to take a hard look at your goals and how and what you've chosen and why you have chosen it. So do so and understand that in doing that, the St. Croix might be a better fit for you or the Dorper might be a better fit for you or the Katahdin or whatever other breed, but make sure that in farming, you take a hard look at your goals and make sure that what you have chosen will fit those goals. In the United States, there are three hair sheep breeds that are well-developed and well-known. They are the Dorper sheep, the St. Croix sheep, and the Katahdin sheep. In this video, I'm gonna be explaining exactly why I do not raise St. Croix sheep. In fact, I raise Dorper sheep, in spite of the fact that St. Croix would be a better fit for my climate. Out of the three breeds I just mentioned, the St. Croix boasts the highest level of parasite resistance, and the Dorper, the very lowest. And so as someone in a high rainfall area, 47 inches plus on an average year, it would be presumable that I would choose a breed that struggles the very least with parasites. But there are two major reasons as to why the St. Croix sheep does not fit my goals. But first off, what are my goals? And my goals are to take my grass resource and convert it into a highly desirable finished product. I am raising pure Dorper stock with an emphasis on a high-yielding carcass. And carcass yield refers to basically the meat that comes off the animal at the end of the day. Which brings me to the first reason why I do not raise St. Croix sheep here on my farm. And that is that the carcass weight on a pure St. Croix sheep is simply not suitable for commercial production. And when I say commercial production, that just refers to the meat sales end of it. When it comes to sheep, a buyer is looking to buy a lamb at 100 pounds for slaughter. And industry standard is that that sheep or that lamb hits that 100 pound mark between six and eight months of age. A mature Dorper Ram tops out at about 270 pounds, and a mature St. Croix Ram tops out at 170 pounds. Using a highly specialized pasture finishing program or a grain-based finishing program, a Ram lamb can easily meet half of its adult weight between the ages of six to eight months, which means between the ages of six and eight months, a Dorper lamb has the potential to reach 135 pounds. In fact, the breeding ram that I brought back to my farm was five months old and 130 pounds. Whereas a St. Croix ram will only hit 85 pounds within that same six to eight month window. And when it comes to Dorper, they are literally born with muscles built in. These are some pictures from this lambing season. It is a newborn lamb, a three week old lamb, and a 10 week old freshly weaned 
Dorper Lamb. But this information is not based solely on personal evaluation. I have interviewed two for-profit farmers who launched their flock using St. Croix as a baseline for their genetics. However, the first farmer, which is Luke Gross of Gross Family Farms, cited that the St. Croix did not produce enough meat per lamb to justify the labor inputs, and he ultimately removed it from his meat sales program. And the second is Austin Troyer, and here's what he said about his initial St. Croix stock. We have uh, St. Croix's which I think are on one end of the spectrum. They're extremely low maintenance. They're extremely parasite resistant, but I think they lack in their carcass. A lot of the people we've talked to, the buyers that we've showed our lambs to, did not like their carcass. So that's not to say they don't have their purpose, but we're trying to build that, take that as a foundation and add a carcass to it. And that's where the Dorpers have. The Dorpers still have a good parasite resistant for us. Um, they're still really low maintenance, but they have a lot more muscle. If you are looking into starting a flock as an absolute beginner, I have a free PDF ebook link to it in the description box below. It is 13 things you need to start a sheep farm, and it is my gift to you absolutely free. But to transition into the second reason why I chose Dorper sheep over St. Croix sheep, and that is desirability. In fact, the Mid-America Dorper sheep show hit sales of nearly 1 million, with the top selling ewe going for $20,000 and the top selling ram going for $12,800. And this level of notoriety makes the Dorper sheep incredibly marketable. And marketability when it comes to anything, whether you're talking about sheep or shoes or clothes makes it a much easier sell than the next guys. And to approach this from strictly a numbers perspective, seven out of 10 farmers are going to be selling their product, their sheep, based on live weight. So essentially, if you have 37% less live weight for every animal you're carrying on your farm, you have 37% less income at the end of the day. And this is really not to beat up on the St. Croix as a breed. It's really an excellent option for a homesteader, a first-time sheep farmer who may not have a huge education on parasite management. It's going to give you possibly a wider margin for error before you start losing animals to worms. But to flip this really quick, time is money. How much time does it take me to manage parasites in my Dorper sheep in a highly parasite prone environment? And here is my parasite management strategy. Once a month, I will take my sheep and I will file them through my Lakeland sheep and goat handling system and check their eyes using the Famacha scale. And I will deworm at that time, whoever needs it. So this process takes me about four hours per month and that's for 48 sheep. So over the course of a year, I am spending about 48 hours on flock health maintenance and parasite management, which boils down to just one hour per sheep per year. And this time per sheep is actually going to go down as my flock size increases because honestly, a majority of the time is spent getting the sheep into the pen and very little time is actually spent dosing them. Another important thing I really wanna note is that if you are raising St. Croix just exclusively to avoid deworming, you might be disappointed. A lot of people are watching Greg Judy, who is a regenerative rancher here on YouTube, and he raises St. Croix and has really popularized the breed at large. But one thing as you watch Greg Judy, you need to understand is that he is running his flock across hundreds of acres. He's running at a stocking rate of maybe one sheep per two to three acres. And when you're a small acreage sheep farmer, like myself, you're probably running two to three sheep per one acre. And when you have that increased stocking rate, you're also going to have an increased parasite load on the land. And so regardless of what breed you're running, on a small acreage, you're just gonna run into more problems with parasites. And that brings me to another topic, which is crossbreeding. And a lot of you guys will comment and just recommend crossbreeding my flock to increase 
the parasite resistance. And that's an excellent idea, but at this point in time, the pure Dorper offers too many advantages to Forsake. I've got my management in line, and we are going on fourth generation of sheep born on the farm here. And with each successive generation, there's just a little bit greater resistance to the parasites. So where we were at year number one, we lost 20 sheep to internal parasites. Year number two, we lost 10 sheep to internal parasites. Year number three, we lost one sheep to internal parasites. And year number four, we haven't lost any yet. I honestly believe it's just gonna keep getting better and better. I just came off the road picking up another set of ewe lambs to increase flock size here. It's not lost on me that my last video was about how dead tired this season of sheep farming is making me. And then I go out the very next week and buy more sheep. But I think anyone who is into farming will kind of know the, uh, the predicament. You just love it. And it's hard, but you don't quit. And before you know it, you're picking up more of the animals that made you exhausted in the first place. And you just, you feel happier afterwards. I don't know, maybe it's just me. So I'm gonna read a comment here, and it is from Hillbilly Wisdom, and he brings up the $2 per pound dip in market price for sheep as of this month. And guys, it is a good buyer's market out there with respect to getting in on a flock. A couple of reasons I think why is, well, number one is that people are just running their coals for summer. But on top of that, we've got a huge drought just sweeping west and central Texas where a lot of sheep farmers and ranchers are located. But guys, next video up, I am so excited because my three beef steers, which were the animal, the very first animal I ever purchased besides my hamster when I was 10, came back from the processor and I was so excited and am so excited to walk you through that whole process of how I raised over a thousand pounds of grass-fed beef as an absolute beginner.